Hey everybody, welcome to the Healing Place Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Today we are going to be talking about the integration of our mind, body, and spirit and how that can play out practically and how important that is in what it looks like to be whole and healthy in our lives. Brian and I are going to discuss it. I think it's going to be a really great episode. I hope you enjoy it. So Ross, man, thank you, man, for coming a little early today. Of course. Glad to be here, Hack. This is going to be a fun conversation. The best conversations are the ones where there's not a lot of prep. We didn't prep. We didn't plan. Fly on it. So So, hopefully that can go in two directions, good or bad. So what's cool, the guy that I was going to interview, (laughs) it's Todd Gordon. So so he thought I said two. I'm outing him right now. I said 10. (laughs) But it's all good because we're going to have him back. That's going to be good. But what's really cool is when I looked at the board Mm -hmm. and uh, the series mm-hmm. and like when this is going to be coming out, yeah. it looks like it dovetails perfectly in, you know, basically talking about mental health yeah. again. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about so much more, right. I know, in these series. But, and sometimes I get in the trap of mm. thinking, oh, we've talked about that. We've talked about anxiety or we've talked about depression or right. we've talked about mental health. But man, we should talk about it every episode. That's hey, right. people aren't hearing every episode, That's right? right? Uh-huh. Also, I just don't think you can talk about it too much yeah. these days. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, especially yeah. with how much at, at at the rate that people are experiencing it, mm-hmm. experiencing mm-hmm. it, young and old yeah. and everything in between, and uh, and and how there can be some some small tweaks that you can make in your life that can make huge impacts, like what we're going to yeah. talk about today. Yeah, of course, it's important to yeah. continually bring bring this back into the light. Yeah, so I don't know when I first had this concept like hammered home, but mm-hmm. now it seems like it's just such a part of the way I, th- just the way I think mm-hmm. um, when I approach people is the concept being our health is so much more than our physical health, yeah. right? And our our mental health, yeah. right, is mental health mm-hmm. and our spiritual health. But in the past, I think I segregated those or separated those oh, things yeah. and how we're integrated beings. Mm-hmm. And so all of those three components of our health, they are interdependent. Mm-hmm. They're not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And so I always talk, you know, when I talk to people, I say, it's very rare I hear anyone say, well, I'm really doing well physically, yeah. but man, emotionally and spiritually, I'm a wreck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not usually possible, yeah, right? For sure. Or, or you know what? I'm doing really good emotionally and spiritually, but man, physically, I'm just falling apart. Right. It's like there's there's a reason because we're integrated mm-hmm. um, that usually if we're not doing well in one of those areas, the other two are suffering as well. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I mean, I'm even talking about three. There's probably untold number <laughs> yeah. of the different types of health uh-huh. that we are. Good, good buckets, though. Good buckets yeah. to, to, yeah, to, to, to generalize buckets. so that we can talk about them and categorize those. Yeah. So is when I say we're integrated beings, yeah. if we're disintegrated, mm. I always tell my clients, like, say that word fast. Disintegrated. You know? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so many of us feel like that. Like, mm-hmm. we just... We're not whole, or we're fragmented. Mm-hmm. We're segmented. We feel frazzled. Mm-hmm. We feel like a bomb has gone off, mm-hmm. disintegrated in, mm-hmm. inside of us. Mm-hmm. So today, the obvious, you know, thing is our mental health, right? And and but you and I know the more we look into our mental health, the more we re- we realize there are things we can do physiologically, you know, physical in our bodies 
to help our mental health. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. And then there's things we can do mentally and emotionally that, that help our physical health. Exactly. I mean, it's literally, there's a reason why the placebo is so reliable, right? Right. right. So, but spiritual health. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. When I say, how does spiritual health integrate in with these other two? Mm-hmm. It, it can be nebulous, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think of, just like off the top of your head yeah. when I say, what is spiritual health? Yeah, well, I mean, I think um, like where my mind goes is, you know, some ancient beliefs that you can see in Scripture um, from the Old Testament, from the Jewish perspective that come through to the way that obviously Jesus ties in the new way of living into, you know, the people group that he's teaching to, the Israelites, the Jewish people. And, you know, one thing that I love that that you see in the Old Testament is this word nefesh, which nefesh is soul. It's translated as soul uh, a lot of times in the Old Testament. But that word, when we think of soul, we think of this deep kind of nebulous part of us that can't really be defined. And, you know, obviously God's saving our soul or your soul can be saved and all these different ways to describe it. But in the Old Testament, the idea of soul was this integrated kind of this thing that you're talking about, like all of those things put together is your soul. So for instance, there's a scripture in Psalms that says that the the water is rising up to my neck. It's mm-hmm. translated as neck, but that word neck is nefesh. Mm. So it's this idea that your whole body, it's, you know, it, like what people say when, you know, I'm drowning. Drowning, and it, or I'm up to here. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. that whole idea is, is kind of, um, kind of brought into this this word nefesh and this idea of soul in the Old Testament. So then fast forward to the New Testament and Jesus, you know, someone comes to Jesus and he says, hey, out of all of the commandments, what's the most important? And he says, love the Lord your God with your mind, body, and spirit, right? And so it's all of this integrated thing. You can, you know, you can say he's going to say nefesh there. Sure. And, uh, and, and then love others as yourself, right? So it's it's this integrated part of us that's that's not a new idea. This is you know it may seem like it's kind of coming to the the surface or or, or rising in popularity, but this idea of being an integrated person, of being a whole person, you can even go to shalom and what that means, right? Like that integration is an ancient practice that we find all throughout Scripture. Yeah. I've heard Richard Rohr talk a lot about how in the West, and mm-hmm. especially post-enlightenment, mm-hmm. right, we went to left brain, we went to logic, and we lost, was, everything was reason, everything was in our brain. Yeah. So, And when I think about that, I think about this, what we would focus on in our health, and as far as spirituality, it was about these mental exercises and what we believed and, yeah. and how we thought about God and how we divorced that from the physicality, mm. feeling things in our body. Mm-hmm. In, in what ways, if you look at spiritual health, it, if we were to try to go back and reach back to, you know, to our desert fathers or to some of the Eastern right uh, way of thinking about mm-hmm. our bodies, what do you think that would look like if we started integrating more of the physical into our religious practices, mm-hmm. in our spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. about God and ourselves? Mm-hmm. What would that look like? Well, th- I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is prayer. And, you know, I think prayer is something that is a 
blanket umbrella term that's kind of hard to fully define because it looks so different for different people. Mm-hmm. But to me, at a baseline, prayer is is solitude, is is uh, is meditation, and the the purpose of all of these exercises is to make room right? Make room in yourself, make room for God, acknowledge that something outside of yourself is in control of the things around you. And if you take any spiritual words out of that out of that phrase I just gave you, then anyone would say that that's going to bring you positive health benefits, right? Mm-hmm. That you're going to be able to have more emotional capacity to handle the things that are thrown your way, which means the anxiety that you typically face may not be as strong for you or may be easier to overcome. You may be able to like have less anger. Uh, you may be able to have more compassion. All of these things that are positive, things that we all strive for in humanity you know, ubiquitously mm-hmm. can be achieved through prayer. And, you know, I, we both know that there's been studies, and one of my favorite studies is a guy, Mike Maharg, I think that's how you say his name, but Science Mike, as we know him, he talks about a study. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> talking about Science Mike. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. He talks yeah, about ahead. a study of, uh, it's a it's a neuro, neurological study of folks who focus on a positive characteristic of God, mm-hmm. and that they see brain chemistry changing when that happens. Absolutely. So literally, I, I heard, and I don't know if it's the same podcast, yeah. but I've heard him literally say that he understands deconstruction. He right. understands if someone becomes agnostic or is agnostic, right. uh, and the, even if they're atheist, right, mm-hmm. based on some things that they've been shown or taught or, or been you've been told or believed or what have you. Right. But he actually said people are better off, mm-hmm. more healthy, like neurologically, when they believe. Mm-hmm. It's it's like he's making a scientific case for mm-hmm. why believing in a higher power mm-hmm. is better than not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a and that's a deep, deep dive mm-hmm. and, a, and an interesting conversation, mm-hmm. right? About mm-hmm. how we are wired. You mentioned a while ago, so so you said something about meditation. Mm-hmm. So meditation is a word that because of this Eastern, you know, and some of the images it would conjure up, or, or belief systems, if you will. So growing up in the Bible Belt South, mm-hmm. we talked about prayer a lot, but we did not talk about meditation. Um, why do you think that word is scary for, or, or, or has it has it lost its stigma in, in now the Western, uh, the evangelical church? Do you think it's gaining more traction now? Yeah, I definitely think mm-hmm. it's gaining more traction uh, because of the simple fact, like like I was saying earlier, that that um, it, it has a similar function. And I think it's all about like, what's the function and what's the purpose behind mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. If the function and purpose is, you know, I mean, we can go deep with this, but if, sure. if the function and purpose is to try to create space for God or for the acknowledgement of a higher power of God controlling things that are out of your control, which mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is ultimately what prayer can be, then we have nothing to fear. But I think when it's co-opted to to have the purpose of emptying yourself or more of yourself or some of these things that may be more self-focused and self, um, yeah, self-directed, that's when it can get... Yeah. Scary, but just because 
you know, I, yeah, I always say, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? We don't mm-hmm. need to just, mm-hmm. we don't need to throw out this whole thing about meditation just because some people use it in a way that's not there the you way go. that is yeah. positive. Or the other word that's being used a lot today is mindfulness, mm-hmm. right? And I think we're going to even talk about that mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, our series. Mm-hmm. But so mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So, if, so if you take a step back and I look at, again, our health. Yeah. People ask, literally, I was at, a, at lunch yesterday with a couple, and they asked me about several different things that they, you know, they grew up being taught about this, that, and the other, right. and they wanted to know what I thought about that. And right. I said, to me, so if God designed you, mm-hmm. you, you and God's not out there, mm-hmm. he's in here, mm-hmm. how do you connect with God? Mm. How do you connect with the God that is in you? Yeah. So when Christ, again, just so we clear this up, you know, when when Jesus said Jesus of Nazareth, the Jesus Christ, and I love when, when you know, Rora said Christ isn't Jesus's last name. Right. The Christ that was with God in the beginning. In right. the beginning was the Word. And right. The Word was with God. The Word right. was God. The Word became flesh, d- dwelt among us. Right. So Christ, G- Jesus. The Christ was in Jesus, but Jesus said, "No, no, no! I'm going away. There's one that's good, and I come from the Father. And it's the, better, and I'm the Father one, yeah. and I'm going to place my spirit where in you. That's right. So the New Testament. This is not crazy heresy, right? This is the New Testament saying, God is in us, mm-hmm. and so how can I connect to the God in me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, and not out there? Mm-hmm. So, so instead of I'm going to pray to you out there." I'm going to center down. I'm going to listen for who's in me. Yeah. So it's like turning inward. Yeah. And this mindfulness is, you know, we can talk about grounding things, but mindfulness, being centered, being aware, being here, being present. Mm-hmm. And so, so coming back to health, is anything you're doing, is anything you're thinking, is any activity, any behavior, is it leading to health or is it leading to death. Yeah. Is it giving life? Yeah. Is it sustainable? Is it healthy? Yeah. Or is it destructive? Is it leading yeah. literally to death? What? And so, so that'll answer a lot of questions on what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Hey, people will talk about smoking, mm-hmm. okay, but they don't talk about Whataburger or, or you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> eating fast food, mm-hmm. right? And look, I love me a Monterey <laughs> melt. I, yeah. I don't even know if they're still on the menu, but that was the best burger. Yeah. But I can't eat Whataburger every day. Right. That will be very unhealthy for mm-hmm, me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, so is is the thing sustainable? And then, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was just jump in. I was just gonna say. That. I mean, that's I think that that's like uh, people don't all the don't often want to look at those things mm-hmm. about their life. So they come in to our office and they say, man, I'm having this struggle with depression or man, I'm having this struggle with my spiritual, you know, with my spiritual beliefs, whatever it is. And, you know, a lot of times we'll ask the question, well, how's your sleep? How's your nutrition? How's your exercise routine? And they're like, well, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's move on from that and just talk about this one yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And what could happen is if we're able to focus on creating more of a balanced life, then maybe some of these other issues, one, you would be more equipped to face them. And two, they would become, I, a lot of times they become less severe than yeah. what you're facing in that yeah. moment. I was talking, I was, uh, we were in this, um, seminar one time, it was actually at Cross Timbers and, uh, there was this, uh, there was this psychiatrist who was talking about mental health and all different types of of what what's going on in our culture all of that and he said that he always recommends 
a three-pronged approach mm-hmm. to some type of mental health mm-hmm. condition. Mm-hmm. He said one is medical, so that could be medical intervention through medicine. That could just be over you know, being overseen by um, some type of medical professional. Two um, is therapy, which I would also say is spiritual in nature because you are being forced to connect to what's going on inside of you, mm-hmm. right? Which is what mm-hmm. making that space centering down can often do. So have a, they have a similar um, purpose and result. And then three is what's going on physically with you. Yeah. So that's your what you're eating, how you're sleeping, exercise, all of those things. And he said that three-pronged approach is going to be the best way to, to move towards health in your life rather than only taking medication yeah. or only exercising or only going to therapy. Those three things are going to be the best way to have the, you know, the best approach to, yeah. to beating whatever you're going through. And what I love is, so you have to see yourself as this complete, this whole being, and mm-hmm. not keep those things compartmentalized, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to do that, especially in the spiritual arena, because right. like, yeah, don't talk to me about God. Don't talk to me about my my diet, mm-hmm. right, or my exercise. Mm-hmm. And we will have on this podcast people who are a lot more, you know, s- smart than me or an expert mm-hmm. about nutrition. Mm-hmm about exercise, mm. about sleep. We'll talk about those things. So we don't have to go detailed. Right. But in general, when 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 we tell people, if you're not healthy physically because you're not eating nutrition, you're not getting the fuel that your body needs, you're not putting the right things in, mm-hmm. and you're not keeping the wrong things out, mm-hmm. you can be poisoning your body. Mm. Uh, if you're not sleeping, mm. if you're not sleeping well, mm-hmm. right? You're impaired. You are impaired. You're not gonna be. right. The, the machine that God designed you to be. Right, right. And those things are indicators of something deeper that could be going on mm-hmm. too. So it's not just like, hey, you need to do better. It's like, oh, your appetite is low or you're not getting the right amount of sleep or you're getting too much sleep. That could be an indicator of something deeper in your body or in your mind that's going on that you should probably go get you know, evaluated by a medical professional. Yes. So it's not just a shame or guilt right. thing. You need oh, to change. Well, and then why do psychologically, are, are we coping yeah, by eating? Exactly. Are we coping by staying up and, and scrolling and right. rather than getting sleep? So there's all kinds of ways that obviously we're struggling right. and we're trying to cope. We're trying to survive in many cases. Right. But so I talked about nutrition there. I talked about sleep. Yeah. The other thing is movement, right? Mm-hmm. Exercise. Mm-hmm. And we have to get outside. Yeah. So I'm a huge, you know, this proponent of being out in nature. So if you were going to describe, and I've got one for you, but if you were going to describe, let's say, a mindfulness or a meditative walk where you get outside in nature off of your phone so you're not scrolling, you're not seeing the 30-second to 60-second disconnected images, right, where there's no story, Mm -hmm. there's no... There's no beginning, middle, end, so there's no arc of any continuity or coherence. You're mm-hmm. just, it's this fragmented, and we wonder why our brains are being rewired that mm-hmm. way. In nature, you can have this holistic experience where you go out and you can see a sun start here and go to there. Mm-hmm. You can see water that starts here and it goes over there. Mm-hmm. There's this continuous story that starts to ground you and lets you gives you a better sense of what reality truly is. Yeah, so, yeah. Give me one of your favorite, if you will, like a mindfulness or a meditative uh, nature experiences. Yeah. Well, you know, one, I don't know where I read this or, or heard it, but uh, I heard something about a stat that basically said you can go look at the, the, the greenery and trees 
and it starts changing your brain and your your respiratory system and you are able to to breathe in a different way and think in a different way mm-hmm. because of the the things that trees are doing in the environment and giving off and all of this, which I was like, that is just wild to think about. So that's just like a really small practical thing. I'd say for me, yeah. uh, this is kind of a, a silly example, but um, you know, I think sometimes when I'm, when me and my wife are having conflict, I'll use this as an example when I'm talking about conflict resolution with couples, but when me and my wife are having a conflict, I tend to, and you know, we're in the middle of, of just this high emotional time, I tend to be like an angry cleaner. So I'll like walk around and slam cabinets or do dishes really hard or take out the trash um, really, really strong. But going outside (laughs) actually calms me down and allows me to, to practice the, you know, the, the things that are positive there of looking at what's going on with me, what's going on with her, all of these things. And so I tell couples, like, you got to find that thing that relaxes you and not the thing that actually stirs you up. So for me, and I think for a lot of people, it could be getting outside, getting grounded and all of the, the physical things that happen with that. Yeah. So the Bessel van der Kolk book that we've mentioned mm-hmm. before, The Body Keeps the Score, mm-hmm. uh, it ac- actually talks about how t- the different modalities, mm-hmm. the different treatment therapeutics to help heal complex trauma, mm-hmm. PTSD. Mm-hmm. But what I love about the book is it just, you start, when you start to see, it's like, wow, how interconnected our bodies, mm-hmm. are, are the systems are yeah. that God gave us, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, and, I'd, yeah, I'd love ahead. to hear your story. I think mm-hmm. this is so great about... Um, kind of the seasonal depression that you feel that that you, that your body holds every time at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So so uh, around, and I didn't even notice it until you, you, you don't know what you know, right? Yeah. What you don't know, and you don't notice things until you notice it. Mm-hmm. And it was so twenty three years ago uh, when we lost Corbin. Mm-hmm. So my two year old, he was born in ninety uh, nine. Uh, Sorry, sorry, he's born in 97, and he, he passed in, in 99. Yeah. And so born in January and passed in March hmm. of, 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 of 1999. And our first public service of Cross Timbers, by the way, was year 2000, mm-hmm. right? Janu- January of 2000. So if you look at what I was going through at that time, mm-hmm. and there was this association, and, and so you feel things, you think things, you're, you're, you're experiencing things. Yeah. And even if your mind starts to think about other things or gets distracted, your body, we're finding this out, <laughs> your body is is keeping the score. Yeah. Your body remembers. It. Yep. And so, and you can talk about the amygdala and hippocampus. We won't go too deep in that. Right. One, because I'm stupid and I can describe exactly what they, how they're functioning. Yeah. But I know that they're storing things and that they, they can be triggered because they, you, you, you smell a smell, mm. you hear a sound. You come to a season of the year. Mm-hmm. You feel the temperature change. You feel spring, and all of a sudden, you're reminded of what happened. Mm-hmm. And at an unconscious, a subconscious, if you will, level, your body starts to activate and starts to act mm-hmm. on what you're feeling mm-hmm. and what you felt back 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And so that can so all of a sudden wild. you start to feel like, why do I have this seasonal depression? Yeah. Why am I feeling this way? And again, I wasn't thinking about. Sometimes I even forget. Yeah. Like some people have this memorial. I know the date that's coming up. It's March seventeenth, right? That can I can get busy and mm-hmm. not even remember that March seventeenth is coming up, right, right? right? 
until the dessert shows up on our doorstep. Mm -hmm. Somebody's made us a, a dessert every year wow. since the year he passed. Wow. Um, that's a reminder, that's conscious, and now I'm thinking about it, but my body was already feeling it, and my body was responding. So how do we go in? So if we're not addressing the body, right. if we're not addressing our physiology, right. then we're ignoring a part that still needs to be healed. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I love this book. And again, I just, for all of our listeners, Van, uh, Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Keeps the Score, yeah. it is so insightful. And I've had people just read the book and finally, <laughs> uh, I'm not crazy. Right. And this is describing me. Right. And of course, and then it describes all kinds of different treatments mm -hmm. to help them. And mm -hmm. I love what you said. You know, and I think there's three you mentioned, and there may be seven that right. he, he mentions. Right. Uh, so I want to talk real quickly about just a very practical thing. Yeah. Because I do believe, you know, <laughs> um, I heard someone recently say in a podcast about the TV, you know, they call it the boob tube or the idiot box or whatever. It's not the box, it's the business model. Mm. And the phone, it's not about the box, it's the business model. Mm. We know it's designed to keep us distracted, to keep right. us uh, addicted, to keep us right. on the, the device, right. right? Right. So it's not about the phone. I love, man, It's it, I can go navigate Charleston, you know, South Carolina mm -hmm. when I've never been there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm native to that city, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there are brilliant things about it. Right. It makes me smarter. Right. But if I don't get off of it and get in nature, mm. then I'm impaired. Mm -hmm. I'm hindering my spiritual, my physical, and my emotional health. Mm -hmm. I just, I just am. Mm -hmm. So... People say, well, what, how do you meditate? And, or what's mindfulness? Yeah. And by the way, this Headspace Guide to Mindfulness and Meditation, you can go watch on it's Netflix. So they have some great, great stuff. Yeah, it's that, really good. And they give you an, a way to practice while you're watching these things, which is great. But so there's the idea about focusing mm -hmm. on your breathing, mm -hmm. being intentional about your breath. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we ruminate on thoughts and they're not they're useless and they're 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 not helpful because mm -hmm. a lot of times they're about the past mm -hmm. or worried about the future. Mm -hmm. So let me be present. Let me just and so focusing on the breath, mm -hmm. letting thoughts go. If a thought comes to a focal point, let it go. Mm. If you have to put it in a canoe and watch it going down and mm -hmm. going over the waterfall, what, what whatever. Mm -hmm. But then there's the let thoughts come mm -hmm. and like trying to clear your mind so that whatever comes, it's like, okay, what's inside me? Mm. The things that are unconscious or subconscious that I'm not focused on, that I, your body's trying to bring up, mm -hmm. it wants you. It's like a dashboard light. It's trying to give you a symptom so that you can focus on that thing because you've never dealt with that sadness. Mm -hmm. you, you've never dealt with that anger. Mm. You've never dealt with a deep-seated grief, maybe. Mm. And so, so how do you ever get there if you're distracted all the time? Right. So for me... Recently, and I'll just give you this example. Recently, I went out for a long walk, and I love going to Eagle Mountain you know, Park and going along these trails uh, and spend an hour out there. Mm -hmm. And there's deer, and there's armadillo, and there's, you know, it's just beautiful, you know, the lake and it's beauty. But when I get out there, I put in the AirPods, and sometimes it's music, sometimes it's a podcast, but many times I start with silence. And and when your mind's racing with these thoughts, I try to let all that go. I try to let the thoughts go, and I start to focus on the trail, on the water, on the trees, on something that's just neutral, that I can, that, that's constant. And that's the same way with breath, mm -hmm. right? It's a constant. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm not thinking these wasteful thoughts that I was woke up with mm -hmm. and that I was ruminating on all morning or what have you. Well then, when I went out, I felt fine. 
I felt happy. I didn't feel sad. I wasn't grieving. And then 30 minutes into that, all of a sudden this heaviness comes over. Mm. And all of a sudden, in this particular case, I put on music after about 30 minutes. And I felt totally like a blank slate, and I was just quieted, mm. and, and I was had this space for God to speak with to, to me. And all of a sudden, I felt this deep, deep sadness come over me. Mm. And this song's playing, it's just violin music, mm. and, and all of a sudden, and I had it in my playlist, it was weird. There was all kinds of mm. lyrics on my playlist, but it was this beautiful song, and this violin music, and all of a sudden, I just started crying. Wow. And at the time, it's funny, my sunglasses were up on my head. I pulled them down because I didn't want people passing me on the trails seeing my, <laughs> my tears. I just started crying. Mm. And I can't even tell you, there wasn't a thought about why are you sad, why are you crying? Mm. I just, there was a well stored up in me of tears that needed to come out. Wow. And you could say, blame it on COVID, blame it on 2020. Right. Blame it on all the mental health stuff that we see every day. Right. Blame it on the brokenness in families and the marriages that are falling apart. Right. Uh, Blame it on you know unhealed grief that mm -hmm. I've just locked away for years. Mm -hmm. Whatever, I was feeling it. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, there was nothing about my marriage or Jamie or anything, but after that experience, man, I was just, whew, I felt cleansed, mm -hmm. I felt purged, and, and I felt this lightness, and I felt all of a sudden I'm receiving all kinds of beauty, wow. and I started thinking about how I love my wife. <laughs> Wow. And how amazing she is. And I couldn't wait to get home and tell her and like look her in the eyes. I thought, how 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 like how have I ignored her recently? Mm. Or how much have I just been distracted or been busy? Mm. And I just wanted to go look at her and pull her chin and like look her in the eye and say, You're beautiful and I love you. Mm. Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Mm. Right? If God is love, if like you said, the great the law and the prophets can be summed up, love the Lord with the, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. They will know you're my disciples because you love one another. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I felt like all I wanted to do was express love mm -hmm. to the people that I loved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I, that, to me, is an example of what mindfulness yeah. can do. Yeah, And I, I think, let me just say this, I and I want it. you to jump in. Meditation, I think, for me, always connotes, I think prayer always said I'm speaking to God. Mm. Meditation is I'm listening for God. Mm. I'm I'm and where is God? Is he out there mm. or is he in here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And what's what is he wanting to say? Mm -hmm. What's going to help help me get on a sustainable healthy path right. and not one that's leading to death. Right, right. Yeah, and I think I think the important thing there is that that took years and years for you to get to that place where that that walk was I remember you talking about early stories of you going on long walks and cultivating that place for you, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, like, man, it can be a, it can be, it can start with a five minute, a five minute break where you are just trying to empty and center and and turn off your phone and allow yourself to be uncomfortable. I think that's a big piece, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to be this this process is uncomfortable and allowing that uncomfortability not to hold you back from where you're going, but it's part of the process and it's it's probably a sign that it's working for you so embracing that uncomfortability and and then you know the 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 positive affirmation of okay this this is good i'm i'm happy that i'm doing this and not feeling bad that you're only getting a certain amount of time in or that nothing happened that time i think all of those aspects of starting like a meditative practice are really important to bring into consideration yeah so we haven't ever talked about 
psychedelics on this podcast. <laughs> Yo, so yeah. we're not going to today. <laughs> but just to, to bring, so there's there's people who talk about now. Obviously, we're we're studying and and FDA approved yeah. these trials about clinical trials on because of the treatment. And he mentions it mm. in the in the. Uh, a body keeps a score. Okay. The treatment of complex trauma and PTSD using microdosing certain things, mm. you know, like you know, mescaline, uh, ketamine, uh, psilocybin, mm. uh, ayahuasca, DMT. You know, right. So, but it's interesting that they say this is kind of a shortcut, if you will, mm-hmm. to get your body to have this connection to consciousness, to to God. Mm. Um, and it could take, so this is a shortcut, but meditation may have taken people a lot longer to get there, but they right. get to the same place. But mm-hmm. so, so it's interesting. And the different type of psychedelics, some will take you, quote, out there. Like, I feel like I'm tapping into the consciousness. And other ones make you so interior, like mm. focused on yourself. Mm. And it's, but the whole intention is healing. Right. And they talk about intentionality, set and setting, content. Everything's so important when you start to do these, mm-hmm. have these experiences, right? Um, with these molecules mm-hmm. that are interacting with our body, our mm-hmm. brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. But so when I look at that, having a focus, having intentionality to what it is yeah. you're you're wanting to do That's with good. your mindfulness, yeah. right? And it's so. It's quieting your mind, and so when I when I hear people say, "Oh, well." I'd fall asleep with meditation, or I'm so ADD, I'll be thinking about it. So the practice, you hear people saying it over and over and over, these teachers, it's coming back. Right. It's the practice of coming back right. because your mind will wander. Right. But the more you practice, the better you get at coming back to, I'm not thinking that thought again. Mm-hmm. I let it go, and mm-hmm. I came back to my focus. My focus, if you have to start, focus on your breath. Yeah. Focus on your breathing. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that kind of idea for meditation and for life, that it is the idea of coming back, right? And that coming back is the purpose. So it's the purpose isn't getting to an empty state. The purpose of meditation is always coming back, yeah. right? And so people, they will... Um, in life, you know, if you continually have to come back to the the place where you're headed, then often you feel like you're going in the wrong direction. You know, my dad always says that life is a series of mid-course corrections, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's not, that you're not doing life wrong if you're walking that way. You're not doing meditation wrong if you're yeah. always having to come yeah. back. So people say, I tried that. Well, try again. Well, I, I fell asleep. My mind started wandering. Well, try again. <laughs> yeah. Just try again. Yeah. And that's no no shame. Just try it again. Right. And when people say, you know what? Ah, I don't got time for that. That's just show. And look, mm. that's the way most of us are. Right. Because we didn't get any kind of profound result because right. we never really did it. We right. never got there. And right. so, ah. But what I love is when I hear people say, that's the change that mm. changes everything. Mm. If you knew that this is the change that changes everything, mm-hmm. well, I want to keep trying that until I experience that that freedom, that mm-hmm. healing, that that adjustment mm. that changes literally the way you view your wife, yeah. the way you view wow. yourself, the way you view God, the way you view your neighbor, the way you view the world. It's beautiful. And so, yeah, I I'll just it. encourage everyone to keep trying. Yes, that's good. Keep coming back. That's good. I love it. <laughs> well, man, hey, thanks for today. Yeah, you and too. there's so much more on this topic, yeah. but man, stay stay well, man, you mentally, too. physically, and spiritually. Thank you. You as well. You bet. Thanks, man. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in the healing place, 
We're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Crew.